Welcome to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. If you missed yesterday's show, you can podcast that at WRQK.com. Stick around for today's, though. Every single hour on the program, you're getting hooked up with $1,000. We do it normally right around 10 after each hour. Your first one's coming up here momentarily. We also have Mushroom Head tickets for you for their Halloween show. The Shinedown show at Cavelli Center in Youngstown has been announced. We'll get you hooked up with that. I believe that show's in March. Tickets go on sale in a few days. And we'll get you hooked up with those tickets around 8.30. 9 o'clock is New Turd Tuesday. You're getting new Little Wayne, new Kane Brown, and new Papa Roach, who's on that Shinedown show at Cavelli Center. And we'll also pass out some Ghoul Brothers tickets. I did something yesterday that I have not done in 10 plus years. Gotta be at least. As a matter of fact, Fishhead will be doing it tonight in the exact same place I was last night, which is bowling at AMF Lanes. We've done like a Rock 106.9 bowling league. And uh, Fishhead's heading that up, and I believe the first night is tonight. So I got asked to fill in as a sub for a bowling league last night. I haven't, I've been in Ohio six years now. I know for sure it's the first time I've done it since I moved back, and I can't remember the last time I did it before that. So it's been over 10 years since I rolled a bowling ball. And I would assume bowling league probably pretty serious, right? Dude, dudes were taking it serious. Like, and I again, I don't do it. So I my first game, I think I rolled an eighty three. How did you? How did you get caught up in this? Like, what happened here? So a buddy of mine, Tracy, who uh, is, is a big uh, you know listener of the show, he uh, you know for the last couple of years has hooked me up with tickets for um, the Bridgestone Invitational. Okay. And then he and I played in a golf outing together on Saturday. Okay. And he said, "Hey, man, on Monday I need a sub." And I was just on the 10th green, and I was kind of like just saying stuff, and I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And then Monday came around, I was like, what am I doing? Yeah, I'm surprised, dude. That's a big commitment there of yeah. like, I mean, you're going to take up my Monday night bowling? It's long. Yeah. I didn't realize it's long. Well, and if you're doing league play, too, it's not like you can just go and thro- roll it. Throw, well, and throw, throw a couple games and be like, all right, dude, did you have fun? I had fun. You know what I'm saying? If you go with your girlfriend, you've got that. But do league play, you're there all night. With... I thought about the girlfriend last night. I was like, all right, so let's say this was her and I. I could do this for with her for about one game. I don't think I, you know what I mean? I, I would be at maybe two. League is three games. Just a little long. That's all. I mean, the sport's not terrible or anything. It's just a little long. Uh, how like how long does it take? I mean, because you've got, what, like three or four guys on each team? or So let me see. It was me, Tracy, his brother, his dad, and Jason. So there's five guys on each team. So we're talking about you were there for three hours last night at least, right? Oh, we started at six and I got home at ten. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I watched almost the entire Monday night football game. Wow. And it, it like again, I just felt bad because I was like, all these dudes are good bowlers. I mean, Matt, the first game I rolled an eighty three, then a one twenty four. <sighs> And then I think I, it was like 77. Because by the third one, I was just like, I, I, dude, I'm so I'm tired. I, what am I doing here? Be, because, I mean, I would have to assume that first game out, you're just getting yourself reaccustomed to, like, throwing a bowling ball. Like, I had no just, idea what to do. Just, it, I mean, like, you know, it's like anything else where it's like, well, riding a bike, you get back on it, you know what you're doing. Yeah, but you're not good at it. Like, it's not, no. like, it's not, like, it's not like you really know what you're doing. Yeah, you're not doing tricks on the bike. Right, right. You're just not falling down. So I, I would have to assume that, like, you went out there – um, made an idiot out of myself. And I guess, big picture, did you care? Like, was it one of those things where it's like you want to be good at golf? Did you care that you sucked at bowling? 
I wanted to be good enough at it last night to where those guys didn't like hate the fact that I was there. Oh, 84 though they did, right? No, right. There's no way they didn't. No, the other team who we were like playing against, you could tell they were all like kind of chuckling and be like, <laughs> and it was like, no, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, like after tonight, I don't care about this. Because those dudes, those dudes, I mean, if you're playing, if you're bowling in a league, you're going over 150, you're probably averaging over 150 oh, all the time, right? The, you're up in the 200s. This kid, Brandon, who was on the other team, was really good. Like he had eight strikes in a row at one point. I was just like, geez, I like he. We, I was like, that's getting close to getting like three hundredville. Bowling, bowling feels so. I don't know how they score it even. I, 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 dude, it's an accumulating thing, and depending on what you got the last time, you score more. And I, I don't know the exact rules either. It's one of those things. I'm just glad they have the screen up there. Yeah, thank God they don't do the pencil anymore, like Rosalind. But, but, but much like. I don't know, like um, like a video store or like a drive-in theater or even like a drive-through like party store. Those just feel so encaptured in time to me. And like there they are, still like thriving and doing their things and like having bowling leagues. It just feels it just feels like nineteen, like I don't know, ninety to me. Like yeah, I mean, you know why that is? I think I don't. I'm not sure, but I would imagine that part of that is because it's one of those things you do when you start dating, right? Like when you start when you're young, when you're old enough. To kind of like go out on a date, but not really, you know, old yeah. enough to go do anything else. So it's like, yeah, you go, you know, and then, you know, it's the lights and all that stuff. But league is very serious. Like, dude, there were rosin bags on top of the return of course, machines. Dude, of course. And not only that, like, apparently the machine blows air out. Yeah. And so, like, the, the ball returns, blows, there's like a little fan right there. Right. So you watch these dudes like roll a rosin bag around in their hand for like two minutes and then it stand up there. And then they put their Dry hand over, over the fan, and they're just like, and it's, I'm sorry, but I can't watch stuff like that and not go, what in the hell am I looking at right now? Now, is it any more or less, and I know this is going to be hard for you because you're an enthusiast of one, is it any more or less like sanctimonious than golf? No, it's a, it's a bike on par. Like It has like, to be. Yeah, no, I, and I did. I thought about that last night. I was like, I wanted to roll my eyes. Right. I was like, oh, right now, dude, you'd be wiping down your sandwich and right. like doing whatever the hell, right. it, whatever hell thing you have to do. And here's what I noticed is that it is very similar in golf in the sense that those guys get up and set up the same exact way every time they're about to do like it's like there, there's a science to it for sure. I uh I I like watching bowling on TV. That's one of those things that Seriously. I well I mean like do I like it in the sense of like dude am I hunting it down? But if it's if it's I'm like scrolling through channels and ESPN three has it on, that's one of those things. At least for a little bit, like I'll turn it on and be like, all right, dude, let's see you step up to the line there. Now why is that? Is it because you believe that you could do that professionally? Oh, I don't believe I could do it professionally. But I guess if nothing else, it's something I've done, and it's something that like I guess I can see the difference between like that oh, and baseball. Well, no, if I'm throwing the ball how bad I am at it like just to see those dudes like chucking it and the spin on it there's something there where it's like all right that's somewhat impressive yeah I don't know how to spin the ball mine not just even like, close mine just stayed straight and like but here's the thing like somebody even said it to me last night They're like well you know it's better in golf and I was like no nah, I don't think it is and here's why I accidentally rolled a couple of strikes last night you're not gonna accidentally hit a green from 125 yards out like you're not gonna accidentally do that you know what I mean? So now I don't think it is. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like your favorite band. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no, dude, this one's the best. No, this one's the best. It's, it's true. Like, okay. Yeah, Iron right. Maiden, Juice Priest. Priest no. So figure it out. We're flipping coins. <laughs> okay. no, but some of it, and I will tell you in the other uh, manner in which it is exactly like golf, which is you can tell those dudes are just happy to be away from their wife. Sure, sure. What else are they doing, dude? You can just tell. That's why it's like, dude. That's why you have a bag full of four bowling balls so you can try to convince your wife. You got. 
house on Monday night. You could just see it. But when I saw dudes literally like wiping like bowling balls down and then sticking their hand over a fan, like you know me, man. I can't see stuff. If, dude, if I see that kind of stuff at the golf course, I laugh at it. It's just I couldn't. I was like, oh my god, I can't. I can't believe what's happening right now. I was gonna say, and I'm sure you will never be invited to this again. So, well, now that I probably now that I now that I came in here and kind of laughed at it, probably not. Like I thought about that because I love Tracy. He's like the world's nicest guy. He is. He's like the world's like nicest guy. He's a good golfer, and I enjoy him. But I was like thinking to myself, I'm like, dude, we would have to start this at four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> That's like, I was like, I don't know when I'm laughing at anybody else. I'm like, dude, there's like 85 year old guys out there doing this. Meanwhile, his dad, he is, he's 83 and still a pretty good bowler. Well, that's one of those things. I'm sure just like a lot of other sports, whether it's golf, tennis or whatever, you're probably good at it later in life because you've been playing it for so long and like your body can still do it. I would assume you're, yeah, if you're 80 and you're still in a league, you're probably the man. Taylor says, being a five-man team and you bowling that bad, you lended them your handicap. It's not a bad... Yeah, dude, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, okay. had, to, I had to fill out, like, an okay. official, like, bowler's card. And apparently, dude, in my mail, there's going to be, like, a, like a card <laughs> like where I'm now, like, an amateur. Like, I was like, dude, I'm on record now? Then I go to the, like, I go to, like, I don't know, is it called the pro shop or whatever, the bar or whatever, and I order something to drink, right? And the woman says to me, what's your phone number? I was like, why? To buy soda at the why? bowling alley? It's like, this is a Sprite. What the hell you need my phone number for? <laughs> you know? And she says to me, she goes, no, 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 but you're part of this league, right? She's like, we give discounts to the leagues. And I was like, well, I'm not uh. part of the league, but here's my number. <laughs> I gave it to her anyway. I got my Sprite on discount, buddy. You're damn right I did. Every single hour, your shot at $1,000. First one's right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword bank to 21069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. And yeah, the podcast probably would beat hanging out, uh, hanging out with us since we don't really do much outside of the studio. We don't. Um, and one of our listeners actually read too much into that piece of imaging. If you missed it, it's... I don't know. They give each other's reach-arounds. I don't know why. I don't know why that that's what it says, but that's what it says. And one of our listeners thought about this. He's like, that makes no sense. I said, well, of course, it's Rock 106.9. And his thing was, you guys would have to be standing back to back to give each other reach arounds. I mean, is it same time reach rounds? Could it be like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, like you know, I guess, two different things, you know? I guess, you know, I, I guess you I didn't. scratch my back? I didn't. I scratch yours. <laughs> I guess. Wow. I guess I wasn't. I Wow. I was not ready for the volley on that. Um, um. Nice. I know, and I know. I, usually, I'm I'm residential perv, and I can usually come up with the answer. Reach around is a. What are we reaching around? What is what exactly is happening there? I don't know if I. Do you know? I, no. I, what, what, I, what is it? I believe reach around. Jeez, watch now. It's like dicey territory here. <laughs> yes, it is. Watch now as I try this. Um, I believe it is for the the doggy style position. And then she is to reach around and grab uh, the boys with the hand there. Okay. Kind of okay. fondle them. Okay. All right. All yeah, right. it's about the coin okay. bag. Now we're going back there. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm, I just Googled it, and there, there's plenty of examples you can find right here. I just watched Phantom kind of like reach through his legs with his hand, because you know how you do that? Like when you're talking about being on the phone, everybody talks, you know, you put your hand up to your face. <laughs> Dude, you just mimic the reach around. That's gross. Don't do that. All right. That's enough. That's gross. What do you mean that's enough? That's the imaging piece. If they can say it, we're allowed to say it. Oh man. I watched a little bit of that uh a little bit of that Monday night football game last night. Dude, wow. is, dude, is Pat Mahomes the real deal or what? Wow. Dude, our boy Donnie Hammond yeah. is the biggest Kansas City Chiefs fan you'll find. And like he was telling everybody, let's move off Alex Smith. And I thought he was nuts. 
I was like, man, that kid's going to be a rookie because this was last year. He's like, what? You're ready to move off of Alex Smith? He's like, yeah, man, he ain't no good. I was like, dude, you just drafted this kid out of the middle of the pack out of nowhere. He's like, yeah, man, he's going to be great. Okay, I thought I thought everybody was nuts. They say this Pat Mahomes kid from Kansas City can sit on his knees, Fantone, and throw a ball 75 yards. Wow. Wow, dude. I saw him on Colin Coward show about three months ago. He was like, dude, he's like, I can stand. He's like, they said, how far can you throw it? He goes, I can throw a ball 100 yards for sure. I've been on my knees in practice and have thrown it 70, 75 yards. That's bananas. Yeah, I mean, that's a dude, cannon. Obviously, that's not game conditions, but with the strength of that arm, you can literally make any throw, any realistic throw on you, the field. There's no throw that you that, that you might have to make that that kid doesn't have the power to make. That's absolutely right. So now you got to wonder. Now this is this is where I think the NFL could do a little bit of this, like a competition. Uh, you really can't because of injuries and stuff. But like on Sun, maybe Saturday afternoon. Like I want to see who's got the better arm. Is it Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes? I'd um, like to see that. Um, if the NFL, and I mean, like, I know this isn't necessarily going to be the Pro Bowl because that's just at the wrong time of the year for them. Skills competition. But if during the offseason they wanted to start, like, you know, kind of like, you know, and the NFL is already 365 days a year. But sure if, it is. But if they wanted to further their brand, if they wanted to push things further, yeah, I think competitions between guys at positions, like... You know, yeah, like a skills competition, whether it's, you know, catered to the defensive ends or catered to the quarterbacks and catered to whoever, having that availability would definitely be something I'd want to watch. Promote stars, have, you know, yeah, yeah, more eyeballs, although, you know, the, uh, yes, the NFL, but they they have more than enough eyes on it. But, you know, can you ever have enough? I You know, it's just I'd be very interested to see who has the better arm there. I, I thought it was interesting last night, and it wasn't necessarily like a true pass. It was kind of a desperation shot put attempt, it seemed like to me. Yeah. Um, but he threw a completed pass from his left hand yesterday, which, you know, he's a right-handed quarterback. And, uh, you know, they talked about it, and they were saying, you know, he's done this in practice a million times. Like, guys that he plays with is like, dude, he can throw the ball great with his left hand when he wants to do it. And it just got me thinking, like, due to hit from both sides of the plate, are already extremely valuable in baseball. Sure. At what point do young quarterbacks start getting groomed to be able to throw it from both hands so that... quarterback. Right, so you can go out there. And, I mean, even you're going to have a dominant arm. You are. Yes. But, like, if you have the availability to roll right or roll left and, and be able to throw it from there, it's interesting. Wow. You know, I... It's so unconventional because really what you're trying to get a quarterback to do is do the same thing every time. You know what I mean? So teaching them to do it with one arm is hard enough. So are there going to be guys who are talented enough to be able to do it? Yeah. I mean, obviously, Patrick Mahomes looks like a guy who could you could maybe train to do that. Some dude in Maslin right now with a newborn is taping his son's right arm to his body so he yeah, can't use it right now. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, I, dude, it, honestly, it's just one of those things because the, the game evolves. And as, as like guys start to look at new ways to exploit the rules that are in front of them, I just think that uh, playing both-handed, that's got to be, be hugely valuable. Wow. I wonder if Baker Mayfield knows how to do that. I'd be interested to find that out. That was a hell of a play last night, though. It's like the number one thing I saw oh, retweeted yeah. on Twitter last night, and it is. It's like it's that's an amazing like physical feat because you just don't see it. Like you just don't see. If, if Fantone's right, like in baseball, you got like switch hitters. 
but you just don't see, especially at the quarterback position. You know what I mean? Because that's, that's about precision and doing it the right way and that whole thing. I think he was 13 of 16 in the fourth quarter last night, Jesus. 150 yards in the fourth quarter, and like two touchdowns, if, I, if, if, I, if I'm not wrong there. Came came back from behind. They were, they were down yeah. 10. And like he'll come back down to earth. But, dude, if you are a Kansas City Chiefs fan, pff, dude, feels like feels like future's made right now. Yeah, you, you're right. There will be a coming back down to earth thing for Patrick Mahomes. Um, like Dallas right now is kind of dealing that with like with Dak, but they took all the Dak's weapons away. So it's like, well, I mean, if you if if you know Jason Witten retired and then Des now left, and it's like, so if if you don't give him any weapons, then. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think defensive coordinators are going to get a hold of, you know, Mahomes tape and that people are going to figure out, you know, tendencies and this and that. But if you can rifle the ball 75 yards, right. like, I mean, I don't know. There's only so much. There's only so much you're going to be able to do on that. So somebody wrote an opinion article, and I'm not normally wild about these, but they're examining distracted driving. And they claim that we're using the wrong term for it. And because we call it distracted, that what happens, Fantone, is like people then go, well, I, that's not going to happen to me. I'm smart. I'm in the red light. I can look. Yeah, I, I, I can do this. It's not. Dist- I'm not distracted. It's not distracted. They've come up with a term on it that if we start using this, they believe more people will start to heed the warnings of this distracted driving stuff. I'm not sure this opinion piece is wrong, actually. I might be full on board with this. We'll find out together as a class next on The Sansbury Show. Hobie Boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. 7 o'clock, we'll get you hooked up with $1,000. Also, make you a better shrimper. That's going to be weird. Get ready for that one. That one's going to be weird. I saw this just now. Where a 43-year-old man pleaded guilty yesterday. This is in Canton. To child enticement charges. Apparently, he tried to lure two young girls to his vehicle in the North Canton Park. Sean P. Richardson. I'm getting this from the CantonRep.com, by the way, and it says, will not serve any time in prison on the two counts of criminal child enticement because the charges are first-degree misdemeanors. Okay. Well, then, let's crack open the law books and maybe change that a little bit. Imagine being a parent right now and hearing that, that somebody can try to lure your kid into their car and that's not enough to put them behind bars at least temporarily. Now, look, I know Bill Cosby's getting three years on rape, so I'm sure trying to lure a kid into the car, what's it going to be, 30 days? But at least something. Yeah, obviously, the, the there's got to be more severe consequences to behavior like that. And, you know, with it being a minor misdemeanor, the judge can probably only do so much there. Yeah. But not blaming the judge. I'm blaming the system that the judge that that is tied the judge's hands. I think anytime you get into a crime where I don't want to say that, like, obviously, if this is against the law, then a, then a crime was committed, but where it wasn't successful. And I'm not trying to say that I want it to be, but like the fact that the kids didn't get in the car, that he didn't do anything. I think you're just getting into this weird territory where, like, are we judging intentions? Are we judging? Are, you know, can you can you can you go to jail for thinking for thinking of a crime? Okay, so mistakes would happen. There's no doubt. Okay, so that's probably why that it, it is that way. I guess the judge handed down 12 months in jail, but then suspended the term, except for the time he had already spent waiting trial. So time served. Right. It's essentially what he got. Now, so then you can pass out jail time for what he had done then. And we're just suspending it. That's the part that then, then I don't like it. Yeah, I guess at that point, the judge kind of has to explain his or herself about what what's happening here. Now, I don't know. Again, I'm, I, I'm not a judge. I don't know. I don't know how it works, this and that, but... 
I know if I was a parent of a kid today and I, you know, had my radio on driving to work like you are right now and I heard that, I'd be like, uh, I don't, I don't know if I love that. Yeah, very disturbing. Yeah. Uh, very disturbing. So distracted driving is this thing that's uh, affecting the whole country. Now, there is an opinion piece that I got here from the Baltimore Sun. And I normally don't love these because I feel like it's a lot of times it's people whining, but I think this guy may have nailed it. And he is basically saying this, that the fact that we call it distracted driving, that that can send people to, well, that can happen to my neighbor, but it can't happen to me. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I'm above being distracted. I can do this and still drive right. I'm not distracted. Somebody, a lesser person's distracted. And I believe that to be true. I believe that, that that you can sell yourself on why you're able to do something and nobody else should be able to do it. I think often behind the wheel, we think stuff like that, um, whether it's uh, drinking and driving, where like, ah, yeah, I can do this, or you'd be distracted behind the wheel, or even like things you'll do, you'll mess up driving, and you'll be like, yeah, yeah, whatever. If someone else did it, you'd be screaming yeah. at them. Yeah, you'd be screaming at them. So like, I think a lot of us are in that mind space. I'm totally this person. Okay? I have road rage. I wish I didn't, but I do. Okay, and as a matter of fact, I was driving down 77 yesterday. I was coming south, obviously, you know, heading home, and there was a guy who was doing like 45 miles per hour in the the exit lane. I was getting ready to get off at Tusk, and I sure enough, I, I you know he's goes over the far right lane, you know, getting off there, and I'm in the middle to go straight, and sure enough, head down, face down, just like buried into his phone, and I thought to myself, idiot, you could kill us all, right? And I thought it was like, dude, you just texted your woman like six times. Like, you know what I mean? Now, granted, you started at a light, but then the light turned green and I wasn't ready to go because I was on my phone. And I was like, no, I know what people are going to say. Well, what am I not supposed to send a message at all? Like, what if something what if emergency? At least I tried to do it at a red light. OK, there's, there's going to be times for that. I think you're opening up. You, you That's where mistakes happen. That's saying, oh, well, I'll have a cheat day. That's saying, oh, yes. well, I'm just going to cheat on my wife once. Eh, she'll never, you know what I mean? When you start making it acceptable to use your phone behind the wheel at any time when that car is on, it's a very, very Super short slow. It's a very short jump from, I'm going to use it at the red light. Well, dude, there's nobody in front of me right now, so I can use it. Yes, you're absolutely right. That's what will happen. That's obviously what happens. That's how people always end up texting and driving. Now, there are laws against this kind of stuff. I don't know actually what the penalties are here in Ohio. I, um, I can tell you in Las Vegas, if they catch you once, it's $500. And then every ticket you get for it after that goes up another, I think, 300 they do it after that. But your first one's 500 And if you get a $500 ticket and you don't learn, you ain't never learning. You know what I mean? But And, of course, Vegas just wants to take your money. And uh, as most laws, that's what they're for, really, is to take your money, not to protect you that much more. But this guy's making the argument, and I think he's right. And this is normally something I would just laugh and scoff at, that what we need to do is shift this from distracted driving and call it what it is, which is selfish driving, that you only care about you. Because, again, people, I don't think you could say there are people who will make the claim, I can't be distracted. That's going to happen to a lesser person. But if you start calling people what it is, selfish, nobody wants to be considered to be selfish. And that over time, you may change the mentality of this. Tomorrow, absolutely not. But over time, maybe. Do you think that the verbiage matters that much? You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, I, I do. That's okay. a, that, 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 I, I do. Now, again, I don't think it happens tomorrow. 
But if you, over time, this is like, you know, educating people on, like, the dangers of food and the dangers, you know what I mean? Are you going to get everybody? No. But we got a large portion of people who are eating better now. I mean, I don't, I, I, I'm inclined to agree with you there, but I think there's going to be people who kind of look at that and... Like, laugh at it. Yeah, like, laugh at the concept Sissies. of, like, well, that's, and I don't want to put it in the same category, but okay. it's like, stop calling people retarded. You know what I mean? Like, well, does it really matter? Can I do... You know what I'm saying? Does the vernacular matter as much as the action? Wow. That was a pretty good one there. You know what I mean? Yeah, like there's 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 something there's something when in other examples where you can say, well, this doesn't necessarily matter. I can say whatever I want. This just kind of feels adjacent to that to me. Not only that, but are people gonna say it? You know what I mean? It could be one of these <sighs> things, like it's still the Jake to me. Has 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 tech because to me. What started as the concept of texting and driving did slowly become distracted driving. And remember, we told everybody, we're like, look, you know why that is, is because texting and driving is one thing. Distracted driving is a large umbrella. It's makeup, it's eating, it's all this stuff behind the wheel. And like, I, I guess to me, there's, t- it feels different. I know it is no different of like, all right, if I'm texting, I'm using both hands primarily. I'm like concentrated on that. But like, eh, if I'm just like, scro- if I'm looking for another song to play, if I'm just scrolling through my songs, that's not that big of a deal and it's like yeah it is dude at any time that you're not focused on the primary task of driving it doesn't matter what the distraction is it's still a distraction they say the widespread indifference to this problem resembles the perception of drunk driving 50 years ago that driving while intoxicated did not carry the same legal risks as uh as as the case today you know what i mean obviously like they weren't going to take your licenses as as often back in the day there's stiff fines now there's even detention now i've told everybody about a dui if you get more than one DUI, I worry you have a problem because they have changed. The, dude, they affect your life in every single manner. It was $10,000 easy in cash when you enter fines, lawyers, you know, insurance premiums raise, um, all that stuff. As a matter of fact, mine finally drops this coming January. And so I'm hoping my you. car insurance goes down a little bit. That'll be five. That'll be my five year anniversary. And uh, I know if you get, at least when I got mine, if it was two in six years, they ought to put you in jail automatically. If you get two in the same uh, calendar year here in Ohio, I believe you serve a month. But it, but again, like maybe it's time to really stiffen the fines of texting and driving. It might be time. Yeah, I mean, we've obviously changed what was once upon a time, boys will be boys when it came to drinking and driving and like cops. I mean, I think I think people from a previous generation that probably yeah, they just follow you home. They follow you home. I was going to say, if you're yeah. 50 or older, you probably have a story of, oh, they'll just follow you home even if you put your car in a ditch. And now it's not only viewed as dangerous and irresponsible, it's almost a, it's a moral at this point. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. if, if enough time we can change that, I don't see why we can't change the dynamic of, of distracted driving yeah i think it needs to happen because and again i'm as guilty of it as anybody else i'm not sitting here going you guys are all ruining stuff out there i you know i've been known to do it but there were times yesterday where i was driving home and i was like oh my god i can't believe we're not all killing one another out there swerving back and forth i mean see i see so many people and this is what i've been saying about motorcycles like i don't think you want to ride a motorcycle that's cool i i get it i totally understand the desire to do it but now that everybody else on the road is high on heroin and texting and driving, I don't think I would get on one of those things today myself. I just, I don't get it. I think we should probably stiffen the fines of this stuff and really get in your pocket because that's when people start to care. So we're going to make you a better shrimper. No, this isn't Bubba Gump. This is about what you're putting in your mouth in the bedroom. We'll do that and get you hooked up with $1,000. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9.
1069. This report is sponsored by Discover Card. 1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. Online for you at WRQK.com. For those of you that uh, pay attention to the show via Facebook, management gave us like this new like webcam type thing. Instead of like Facebooking live from our my phone, they now gave me like a good cam that sits on top of like the monitor. And the cool thing about it is, is that I can now flip this, and then we can show you a little Fantone view every that's now me. and again. That's me. Right yeah, over that's here. him right there. Yeah. That, that's the here tall guy right there. there. There's the tall one, right? And the mic for it is actually through this cam right here. So it's like, where before it's like I had the phone down here. And so the mic wasn't great. Now you're still going to hear the the mic stand not be mounted right and be bad. Like we're going to work on that. We, I had people, I seriously, I had people in the studio yesterday. I had management in here. I had the engineer in here. Um, As a matter of fact, the plan is now they're going to, they're looking at getting, and this will be a while, a cam system that's actually tied into all the microphones. Yeah. And multiple camera positions will be in the studio. Yeah. Hopefully, but they say June, I'm hoping. <laughs> Dude, it's freaking October. I know. Okay. I know, but 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 you got to right. start somewhere. Yeah. You have to start somewhere. Dude, the fact that, that, that there was any conversation about this as opposed to just being like brushed to the side is a huge victory. Huge so, victory no, for us. Right. That's we great. are normally on the pay no mind list here at Rock 106.9. So it's kind of nice that to, to see some movement, okay? Um, this camera looks a little, I don't know, um, a little shakier, a little bit more um, delayed maybe than the phone, but the audio is going to be so much better, okay. and I believe that's what people will mostly care about. Okay. And I decided to use the camera for the first time today for this particular subject. And I have a very embarrassing story from my life on this subject. And we'll wait. To the end of this to tell you what that was but we're going to get into toe sucking okay it's also known as shrimping it's a weird name for it i think because your feet your toes kind of look like shellfish there a little okay. little shrimps all right i guess i mean you know obviously you know they're, they're going to come up with their own terms for things but shrimping here okay well scrimps for all for everybody on shore but scrimps okay right they say that being that being into toe sucking does not mean you have a foot fetish now, how could that be? They say toe sucking is often considered to be part of the foot fetish, but there that normally the foot fetish is shoes, stockings, the shape of the foot, not necessarily sticking the toes in the mouth there. Um, I guess maybe this is the argument of, you know, like, well, all dogs are animals, but not all animals are dogs. So, yeah, I think you can suck on toes without necessarily having like a foot fetish. But if you have a foot fetish, you're sucking on toes, right? You have to. Yeah, I would think that those two yeah. things probably cross over yeah. at some point. I would agree with that. OK, so that there's there's not necessarily it does not necessarily mean you have a foot fetish. I kind of disagree mm. with the experts on that. one. And, and, and what I'll say about that is if, if you're doing it, if you do it once or, you know, every now and then, that's one thing. But if every time you're having sex, you're sucking on toes, you, I, I think you got a little something. For you kind of like the feet right now. There's a reason why toes in somebody else's mouth feel so good. Apparently, there are a ton of nerve endings in the feet. Mm hmm. And they say not only can it feel similar to getting a foot massage, but when you add in the endorphins and eroticism of interacting with your partner in a what a lot of people consider taboo, that it's the double whammy. Um, but of I, course the nerving is sorry. You of course the nerving is in the feet. That's why you always see David Avocado Wolf tell you if you walk on grass without your shoes and socks, you get connected to the earth. And there's a little truth in that. Well, and like acupuncture too, where a lot of people ah. have that like that that Asian foot massage, where it's like, well, if your baby's got colic, you know, rub their foot here, and this will do something. I've also read that. 
genitals and feet kind of the nerve endings meet up at the same place in the brain so that's where some of the crossover happens is that it's kind of all going into the same area of your head interesting and that's why you know it's it's those those are often hand in hand there they say before uh shrimping you want to you're gonna want to talk to your partner about it first they say is anything in bed make sure your partner is going to want it or like it before you just start doing it now i have always said this about the pinky and the A during oral. It's like, you, let, let's do, let's clear this first before we're buzzing towers. You know what yeah. I mean, Maverick? Like, <laughs> you get clearance. Anything outside of the norm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and especially the earlier you are into a relationship, your wife probably knows you like the toes. But like, if this is a one night stand and you're just shoving a foot in your mouth, you're going to get a strange look. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't, I don't really love feet um, in this uh, manner. I don't actually. Now, I will give a foot massage as you know. I want the, you know, the partners to be happy and all that. But I'm not wild about feet. And again, I have a story from when I was a kid that they'll tell you why I'm turned off on feet. And we're gonna get there here in a little bit. They say now toe sucking doesn't have to be dirty. They say more often, or more so, what you should do is like everybody get in the shower. Scrub them down and then start putting toes in mouths. And I got to agree because, dude, feet are nasty. Well, right? They're just wrapped up in blankets all day in your shoes and you're just sweating in there. I mean, that's what socks are, blankets for your feet. But as you take as you take that first step, sure, I think both of you guys are going to want to have uh, clean feet. But I think as you go further and further down this rabbit hole, it's probably going to be more and more likely that, like, no, I like the smell. No, I like the grossness of it. No, I Ooh, like the, the musk. musk. Yeah, I, like, I, I want to smell your shoe. I want to be, you know, to, to breathe it in there. Um, now they say that some people consider cleaning their partner's feet before they suck the toes as part of like the preparation of it. You know what I mean? That that's part of the that, that's part of the ceremony. If you're going into preparations for things, you have a fetish. You know what I'm saying? If you're putting time in before you do something, you're into fetishville for because sure. Because you really care about what right. you're about to do. If it was just a spontaneous, like, okay, her legs are up on my shoulders and I just nibble a toe there, that's one thing. It was a, it was a spur of the moment. But, if you, dude, if you have a ceremony before you get to something, that, yeah, dude, that's, it's, it's almost a religious experience. Dude, I kind of want to do that today. I'm not, I'm not a feet person, but you know how, how you kind of have them sometimes and they're just, like, laying on their back and you're holding their ankles? You're right. Like, that might be, you know, you're right. I probably shouldn't do that to the camera. No. They say, <laughs> they say treat it like you would oral sex. Um, they say, you know, licking and teasing the tips of the toes to start, uh, and yeah. then think of it like genital or oral sex. The, the, uh, you want to start slow and soft, and then get it ramped up, and then apply the pressure. Yeesh. Problem with that is, is there's no payoff at the end. There's no finish line. There's no orgasm. Because like, when are you done? Yeah, when you stop. Toes? Like when? When is it? Like all right. Well, I guess I'll do something else now. I don't know. You're right about that. Like. You know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ask for toes to 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 uh, you know squirt anything. I, I, we don't need that. No, we don't. They say you don't have to. You know that it's not just about your mouth. That you know. I mean that you should be stroking the toes, as as well as uh, as putting them in your mouth. And it's like, well, dude, I thought that's or shrimping. That's what it is. Yeah. It's sucking on the toes. So no, no, no. Don't be throwing more stuff in here. And they say there should not be any shame when it comes to toe sucking. They say it's nothing to be ashamed of. So the only thing wrong with fetishes and desires is when a person feels shame about them. While there may be some sexual actions that are, you know, that, that are typical, being atypical does not mean you're abnormal in any way. And I agree with this. This is one of those things where people kind of look down their nose at the fetish or sexual thing that like they hear about that somebody else is doing and yet you don't expect people to have that opinion about what it is you're doing. We're all freaks. I think most people view whatever their weird thing is 
is like, oh, everyone feels that way. Ah, no, that's not weird of me. That's just that's just how people do it. And when they see somebody else with their weird thing, that it feels like a device of life. You look at the world through your filter. Yeah. So for sure you do. And uh, you know, and and you know, we're all like I said, we're all freaks. As a matter of fact, dude, uh, the girl and I are we're going sex toy shopping today. That's what we're doing at one thirty today. Can't wait. At the end of the day, I mean, you you're not victimizing anybody. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So like, that's that's where the line is for me. Is that like, well, dude, if you guys are both okay with it and you like it, and one of, or even one of you likes it, then like, no, you shouldn't feel like, oh my god. But I always think we can all admit we like sex. I don't know if it's ever going to be like, yeah, and I like you know, and I, uh, rubbing it out to feet. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that's ever going to be. Like mainstream. Are you into the feet? Um, no, not in particular. It's the most fetishized body part out there. Sure. And I've read something about how. Wonder why that is. You look through history, and what you see foot fetish rising is during big spikes in STDs. So when syphilis in the 16th century first became a real big thing, at the same time, you saw people incorporating feet into masturbation what? and pornography and stuff really? like that. And it's been all throughout the world, too. And what they're talking about right now is this probably got started, number one, by the ability for us all to be a little bit freakier because of the internet. Sure. But number two, it, where this really started in modern American culture was in the 80s when AIDS broke out. And everyone got nervous about, like, oh, my God, I'm going to get AIDS. I'm going to get AIDS. You're not going to get syphilis or AIDS or whatever through your through feet. It's just not going to happen. Huh. Interesting. What a way to what a way to avoid the AIDS there, right? right. Uh, I mean, just suck on some toes. You're not going to so get AIDS. I'm not into feet, and and there's a reason why. It's because I was traumatized as a child by feet. Okay, this is not this is a true story. Usually that goes one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Like that can be the start of mm-hmm. of a weird sex thing or the end of it. So this yep. is the end. Okay. Oh my God! Why do I do this I to know, myself? Dude. I don't know. I you could just give to. you a thousand dollars and yep. go to break. I could just do it. no. So here's here's what happened. All right, so I was I grew up on I grew up in Aurora Shores, and uh, and you know like anybody else, you're playing with all the kids on the street, right? And I was a little younger than like some of the you know some of my friends I was hanging out with, and you know older kids want to tease you, they want to make fun of you, and and you know they want to beat you up. And I was picked on as a kid. I was fat. I was chubby, and uh, and, and and honestly, nobody really liked me a whole lot. And oh my god! So this one day, like they were all like ganging up on me, and like everybody was like beating me up and stuff. And the way they got me, I cannot believe I'm going to tell this story. I, dude, I've never told this story. I can't believe it. But I got out, they made me get out of it by, like, I had to suck on somebody's big uh, I had to suck on a big toe. Oh, and they, my like, God. Yeah, dude, there I was. I was, like, eight years old. Uh, I was just playing with my big John Stud WWE figure in the backyard trying to mind my own business. And they were taking all my toys and throwing them up in the air and breaking them in the driveway and stuff. They have my 18 figures, too. I'll, dude, I'll never forget this. And sure enough, yeah, I had to suck on somebody's big toe. They let me out of it. Yeah, dude, your your boy went Linda Loveless on the on the digits. Oh my god! Oh my god! You know, I feel better about it. You should feel better about it. I feel better about it. And now maybe I'll be able to stick my girlfriend's feet in my mouth. Oh dear God! Every single hour you're shot. I what is the matter with me? Every single hour you're shot. I think we just found out what might be the matter with me. You're shot at a thousand dollars every hour. Your next one right now. Your shot at one thousand dollars now. Text the keyword bills to two show rock one zero six nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on rock one zero six nine online at wrqk.com. Passing out mushroom med tickets here momentarily. They're playing October the twenty seventh. I believe it is world famous Cleveland Agora. We'll get you hooked up. Kind of want to go to that show myself. For the break, uh, we were talking about toe sucking. 
Shrimping. Dwayne says, dude, did that to my wife last week. She asked me where the hell I, where the hell that came from. I didn't know. Next thing I know, we had a bunch of sex. Nice. Good for you. I'm not into the feet. I told that story. You know, yeah, somebody made it. Dude, it was like a, it was like another boy's toe, too. Ugh. Like I had to suck the big toe of somebody to get out of like, I don't know, being beat up. I wonder how often, because to me, we're all assuming like dude sucking chicks toes. I wonder how frequently it's like, yo, honey, sweetheart, can you come suck my toes? You know what I mean? Like, that's got to be part of it, right? You're saying like, you know, asking the woman to suck on yeah, your toes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not to be graphic, but... Kind of used to having things in their mouth, right? Well. I would think. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not into it. But again, I can't judge. I'm into all kind of like weird stuff. There's just nothing about it that that's... I, what is there for me to judge? Like, yeah, you're all putting weird stuff in our mouths. It's not that crazy. I'm just surprised you're not into it because you're a little... I don't want to... I'm a cup say, of tea. I don't want to say pervy, but you're not afraid of some kink. No, certainly not. And I guess that's the thing is like, if it is your kink, lean into it, man. Like, go ahead and do it. Um, and if my girlfriend was like, hey, I really want this to happen, of course, I would do it in a heartbeat. But like, neither one of us are like, hey, this is what I want. So there's no use, you know, there's no use shrimping when you're, when, when you're not that into it. It's all about your partner. It's like, because in, in what I mean by that is, if you like somebody, you're willing to do more. Now, you should never cross something that you just feel is like, you know, not for you. But like, I don't. I don't hate feet. So if she said to me, yeah, put my toes in your mouth, I probably would because I like her. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I mean, like the things that are important to her, whether it's, you know, going to a pumpkin patch or, you know, shoving toes into your mouth, you're going to have to make some room for. And you're right. There's hard lines for everybody. But as long as, you know, like, you know, you're you're both kind of in agreement of like, hey, let's dabble with this. dude. Go ahead and try it out. Yeah. Right. It's uh, and actually, I like I said, I, I kind of hinted at this earlier. I'm a little. Uh, we're get, we're just now getting into this because like we're actually going sex toy shopping today. I was like a little excited about that. I was like, all right, yeah, I guess we'll meet. We'll go to the store and because you're starting to have these conversations, like what do you like? What don't you like? What, what what do we need to do better? What do we need to do more of? And so like there now again, and I don't even know. I don't recognize myself right now. Like I'm obviously I've you know brought these types of you know gadgets into the bedroom before, but not being a little intimidated by it, like letting all the inhibitions go. Like that's a little strange for me. Like I'm a little out of my comfort zone right now and I actually really like it. Yeah, and by feeling comfortable enough with somebody to talk about these things, hopefully fingers crossed, like that's where you guys really start to like have that better relationship where sex becomes more than just like, all right, well, we're just banging it out, you know, as, as, as we just started a relationship. So where things get a little deeper there. Exactly right. So some of you may be in a leadership position at work. And we took this from a former Navy SEAL who as saying that two that new leaders make the same two mistakes over and over again. He sees it all the time. And that one of them is new leaders always think they have to know everything. That is true. And you don't have to know everything. As a matter of fact, what you know what you need to know most is what the people who are working with and underneath you are capable of and allowed them to do their jobs. Sometimes management styles can be a little too, I want too much control. Nobody else can do anything. Without me, nobody should be having meetings I'm not in. That kind of stuff, dude, that's bad. At the end of the day, what you want to do is foster, I would imagine, you would want to foster your staff and allow them to grow and do what it is you hired them to do. 
Um, you know, whether you're a, a, the boss at your work or a head football coach or whatever you do, you have this balancing act of at the end of the day, the buck has to stop on your desk. And I think that there's, you know, a, a, a way that you can kind of, if you were like, well, dude, my underlings are doing what they're doing and I can't control them. And it's like, well, that's not necessarily right. But at the same time, you're right. That micromanaging style or that I know everything. And I think most people in life would be really well served to say to themselves, I don't know. I think most people feel like they have to have an answer for everything. They have to come up with a you know a solution or whatever. And it's like, dude, sometimes it's all right just to be like, I, I don't know. You know what that is? That's an extension of have you heard this album? And you just want to say yes because you don't want to be this person who doesn't know something. Right. That's very much the same thing. And I remember saying about a year ago in this room that more guys that have our position should say, I don't know. A lot of times you turn on the radio, you turn on the TV, and it kind of sounds like they, they know, like, they, this is what you should do. They don't know. And so sometimes when a, when a major subject comes and drops, like, like again, immigration is the one I, I always lean back to, right? Because we just argue it so much in this country. They, I got an idea of what we should do, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's complexity in life, and to acknowledge that, like, hey, this isn't my area of expertise, I think that, if nothing else, I you'll mean... You'll learn. You'll you'll learn, and I think people will respect you, especially if you're putting yourself in a vulnerable position of, like, dude, I don't know, help me. What I All I care about what my boss knows is what he's doing for my position. So if I have to tell him something else, or if I have to show him something else about something that's going on outside of that, I'm all right with that. Right. I just need you to be able to, wait. when you tell me what to do in here, do you have frame of reference right. on how to tell me to be able to do that? That's what's important to me. The second thing all new leaders go through, and again, this is from a former Navy SEAL, Jocko Willink, who says they think their problems are unique. And sure, that's, of course, the human brain working there as you then get this position. Oh, my God, I don't know what to do. And then you over obsess. And now you you make it all about the fact that this is only happening to you. This is one of the things that I do think the the Internet has done well, is that people in past in the past have felt very isolated, have felt very like these problems are unique. And whether it's in a leadership position of like, I don't know how to make my underlings do this thing or I don't know how to get, you know, the guys motivated or whatever, or if it's in like a oh my gosh, I have this rare cancer or my kid has this mental disorder or, you know, all these different things that once upon a time we Fair. felt we felt very isolated with. I think the internet and the digital kind of revolution has shown us like, no, dude, this is a common, these are common reoccurring things that happen throughout life. It's one of the positive things social media can do. You're absolutely right. I normally demonize social media, but what I will say is that it has kind of made the world a support group for your issues instead of you having to go to a basement. Sometimes that can happen and I agree that sometimes that that you can find other people to lean on. You can realize you're not solely alone in some of these things that you have issues with. We are ha- we are passing out Mushroom Head tickets. They're playing October the 27th. That's at the Agora. Let's take caller 20 right now. 1-800-243-7625 on those. And wait till you hear what Netflix is doing. They're giving you exactly what you want. That's next on The Stansberry Show. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. 8 o'clock. <clears throat> Pass out $1,000. Also, 8.30. Get you hooked up with those Shinedown tickets for their show coming up in Youngstown. I believe March that show is. Tickets not on sale for a few days. Beat the box office, you will, with us this morning on those Shinedown tickets. Papa Roach, part of that. Also, Papa Roach, part of New Tour Tuesday today. We'll play you their new one, Who Do You Trust, to end New Tour Tuesday. That, of course, coming up 9 o'clock. So I just did something that was not smart. I, uh... The girl was nice enough to bring me breakfast because I had forgot. And so I go out uh, to the parking lot to grab it from her. And she gets out of the car. 
you know, you hug her and right. And so I'm like, hey, thanks. And, you know, I kiss her goodbye. And as I'm like hugging her, and I look over her shoulder. I can see into her vehicle. And the dashboard is clear as day. And I was like, what radio station are you listening to right now? She goes, yeah, I, I just like, I can't, I just like, I'm not listening to you. I was like, what? You don't, I was like, you're not going to support me? What the hell's the matter with you? She goes, every time, you, every time I turn it on, you're, you, you're just going to say something that's going to make me mad. She's like, so I didn't want to be mad. And I was like, okay, all right. And so I like, I gave her hell about it. And she, she like, she's like, wait a minute, let me get this straight. So like, you text me, tell me you're hungry. I leave work early or leave for work early. Make sure I grab something for you. Bring it here. And you're going to give me grief about the radio station. Probably one smart. You, uh, you want people you know to listen at the same time sometimes i don't i'm like god it would just be easier if you didn't pay attention to Probably. this so like it's a, a double-edged sword double-edged there. sword there you're absolutely right i should i should be careful what i wish for there so netflix is going to give people exactly what it is they think they want okay now maybe you do overall i'm not sure people do but what this is is they're going to give you control over your programming okay by the end of this year For those of you that like binge the show Black Mirror, you're able then to choose how you want the storyline to wrap up. They're releasing Netflix's interactive viewing plans. So you choose the next storyline for TV shows and movies. This uh, I'm pulling from Bloomberg. Now they say Black Mirror is going to be reportedly the first show to have the option. But Netflix is, uh, they're not giving you the exact date of the launch, but it already has, a, I guess, something similar, so I guess Black Mirror, not the first <laughs> show with it, uh, for children with the series, is it Puss in Book? Like, because that was the Puss in Boots, right? But apparently there's like there's been a follow-up here. Okay. So apparently it's like the kids' movie, which then will ask the viewers to choose options within a few minutes of watching it. Now, choose your own adventure books were big when I was a kid. Yeah. I remember those. That was big when I was a kid. And if you're Netflix or like the producers of Black Mirror, this is actually kind of smart because what is what's going to happen is Fantone and I are obviously going to watch, you know, we may watch the same show, but he may want a different ending than what I got. But you're going to want to talk about it with your friends. So what do you do? Now you got to go back, watch it again, and then pick the other end. I want to see how the other one goes, right? So essentially, they're just getting you to watch this stuff more. Yeah, I mean, I think most people, especially if it's a show that you're invested in, and I guess if, if it's something that you're going to want to choose your own adventure on, it's probably something you're somewhat invested in. I would in. think. If you're going to... If you're if you're going to be that invested, you're going to want to watch both. So I don't know if it's going to be like, all right, so we all get the same first 40 minutes and then, you know, the thing screen pauses or whatever. Do you want him to go in the room or do you want him to walk away or do you want him to, you know, whatever? Um, you, you're probably going to go back and revisit and kind of see what they, you know, what, what all sides were. I just wonder how much more like cost this is going to be when it comes to production because like... I mean, you're filming extra everything. Like, it's not just it's not just as simple as like, oh, well, you know, instead of saying Rachel, he says, you know, whatever. It's like, dude, you're going to have to do an entire different scene there. Well, I'm guessing what they're doing is just giving you the option they decided not to go with. Right. 
Because yeah. like, they always film more than what you get anyway. So I think probably what they're doing is just giving you stuff that was from the cutting room floor and then allowing you to choose it. And I mean, like, how much is that really going to be worth if it's just garbage that you're going to give? Like, You're right, because if it wasn't good enough for you to make it the version, then what do I care about it for? I, I, I agree with, like, the because I think there's been plenty of times in, in, in any work of fiction where you as the end consumer have thought to yourself, oh, I would have done it like this. This, if I was writing this, if I was in control of this, we've all had that thought before. Oh, especially in songs with me. Um, But it's just going to... You're going to get into dicey territory there unless you're making both both outcomes equally high high quality. You know what I'm saying? Like it right. can't be it can't just be like, eh, well, we thought this was a good idea, but it wasn't. Well, we'll just throw that as a side piece because then people are gonna be like, what the hell am I doing this for? But I would imagine that this is going to be now some people, and this would be more me, I think. Dude, just I just want to turn it on and forget about it. Don't make me work. It's like now when I watch the news, they're like, send us your weather videos. And it's like, why? So you can continue to fire staff members and then I end up doing the news for you. And then you just then send me back what I sent you. Why the hell would I do that? Why am I doing that? It's like I always hear do radio stations are a little guilty of this, too. What should we play next? You're the one programming the radio station. Like you should know what to play. That's why we come to you is because you're supposed to know what to do. And that's kind of how I view, you know what I mean? My TV viewing, too, is like. You're supposed to. You're the one. You you're the one that made all the money. You're the you're the executive producer. You're supposed to be the creative talent. I'm just supposed to be the idiot watching it. You decide what it is. That's more me. But I'm willing to bet that I'm in the minority there, and that a lot of people are going to want to take their remote and be more in control. As again, I'm always saying, you're probably having less and less control over your lives. You know, a little bit more every day. I could see people, you know, getting wrapped up in that and wanting to change the ending of Black Mirror to fit their taste. We do have a thousand dollars up for grabs every single hour. Your next one is next on the Stansberry Show. Good morning, the Stansberry Show, or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Six nine. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're we're about to get you hooked up with a thousand dollars here momentarily. We'll give you uh, your next keyword of the day. You'll text it to two hundred two hundred. You'll have some money. Pretty good way to start your week out. ESPN cannot find a way to get out of their own way. Like they just they just keep making bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. And it started with their earliest, or not earliest, but one of their early decisions to be like, you know what? Let's talk all CTE about the NFL. And then the NFL went, oh yeah? Okay, we're going to change the schedule then, and we'll take all the good games, put them on Thursday night with our new brand, and then we'll give you, you know, the, like the leftover stuff. Now, last night's game ended up being pretty good because you got Patrick Mahomes, a young quarterback. So you got something to watch there. And I was surprised, actually, that, that, that a division rival game like that was on a Monday night. Normally, you see those now on Thursday night. But then ESPN went full-blown political, and that was a mistake. As more and more people started to to abandon the brand, as not only did the consumers abandon the brand, but so did a lot of the big name talent. Colin Coward was like, get me the hell out of here. Skip Bayless was like, get me the hell out of here. And they both have been on record by saying, dude, we felt like it was a sinking ship. They were going in the wrong direction. So we're, we're the talent. We're leaving. Dan Patrick was well, way, way early on this before they even got political. was like, dude, this place is going in a direction. I don't want it to go. Get me out of here. Right, So a lot of the big-name talent's been running away from ESPN recently, too. It's not just the fans. So then on Sunday, ESPN did something really, really stupid. They leaned on Johnny Manziel. I don't get why you would do that. 
I don't get it. But they had him write like a letter, open form letter, penthouse letter to Baker Mayfield. And they had him voice it over. It says, Dear Baker, if there's one thing you already know, one thing everybody everybody already knows, you and I are not the same person. No matter how many people try to compare us, even before the same team drafted us, we know we are never fully defined by the way we play or the uniform we wear. Then he wishes Baker Mayfield the best. I simply want to wish you all the success that you deserve. I hope you don't take a single day snap for granted. And I hope you own the moment and give the Browns fans every bit of happiness they deserve. Now, does Johnny mean this? I don't know. I can't speak for the guy. I don't know him. Okay? And maybe he does. But what the hell is ESPN doing? I don't get this. Baker Mayfield. Now, I understand that early on in the draft, people kind of thought, okay, Baker may be Johnny 2.0. There did look to be some similarities. When you're running from the cops and being tackled on video and like that kind of thing, it's like, oh my God, here we go again, right? They're a little undersized. They both play, I believe they were both playing in the same division of college football. And so, like, there, there, was, there was enough similarities to where, the, the, to a casual, lazy sports observer, you could be like, same guy, right? And Baker's a little bit more throw first than run first than, than, than Johnny wanted to do. But I believe Baker Mayfield, since being drafted, even before he became the starter, had done things differently than Johnny Manziel had. That he had showed a dedication to the position that Johnny Manziel had never done. That's why, as again, I did not think the Browns should draft Baker Mayfield number one. Now I'm gonna. It looks like I'm gonna end up being proved really wrong on that. And that's okay. I can be wrong. Not gonna hurt my feelings. Okay. I did not want the Browns to draft Johnny Manziel. I thought getting him at 22 was a bargain, just in case something happened there. But I didn't want to reach for Johnny Manziel, and I was anti Manziel, and I was early on him being a drug addict. So much so that a bunch of people told me they were never listening to me ever again because they thought I thought that I knew everything. Meanwhile, I knew that, didn't I? Told you what that story was going to be with Manziel. I don't think Baker Mayfield's the same kid. As a matter of fact, he's already shown us so, so far that he's not the same kid. Seems to be nose in the playbook. Players seem to like him, want to play for him, and that's the most important thing. Doesn't matter what I think. Doesn't matter what Fantone thinks. Doesn't matter what like, you know. You know, Skip Bayless thinks. It matters what that offensive line and those receivers think. Do they want to go to war with Baker Mayfield? And so far, it looks like they want to go to war with Baker Mayfield. That says a lot about you as a player. I don't believe Johnny Manziel had that same command because at the end of the day, you're a rookie, and in that locker room are men. And men who have been around the league. And they've seen guys who prepare. And they see guys who haven't. And talent alone isn't going to get it done in the NFL. It's not. Every guy's talented in the NFL. You're going to have to work. And Baker Mayfield, I think, has separated himself from this Johnny Manziel argument. And if I'm him, I'm hating this on Sunday out of ESPN. Now, he's a professional athlete, so at the end of the day, he doesn't probably really care. But if I'm him, I don't love this. Because it's like, dude, why are you dragging this back up again? Why are you going to drag this and now make this a story again? I'm, I'm the starter now. I think with a lot of this, though, we're looking at this from the perspective of Cleveland Browns fans, where we've we've had a real view on all of this. We've been able to watch and have a much more invested interest than the the average than the average, not even casual fan, but I'm saying the average NFL fan. Like, all right, so you love the NFL, but you're not necessarily following the ins and outs of like Baker Mayfield's life because it's like, well, yeah, dude, I'm a I'm a Lions fan or I'm a Chiefs fan or whatever. Um, I'm sure that that especially as he was going into his first start, 
I'm sure that dynamic was playing out in other parts of the country where you and I feel like, all right, well, we've seen enough that shows that you're not Johnny Manziel. If you're just, you know, if, 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 if you're, you know, Green Bay Packers fan up in Wisconsin or whatever, you necessarily haven't seen that on a national level because you're not paying attention on sure. the same level. So, like, you're not wrong. Do I agree with ESPN, like, making this happen? No, but I, I, I think that. I think that probably on a on a big a bigger scale, most NFL fans still need to be proven that Johnny Manziel and Baker Mayfield aren't the same guy. You're not wrong. I don't disagree with your assessment, and I understand that that's how the segment got on the air. I guess what I would take issue with is then then do the segment on Baker Mayfield. Don't make it about Johnny Manziel. What are you doing? Going leaning on that kid for? Put together a package on Baker Mayfield. It um it's it's definitely. Because both guys had star power, and there's no question about that. Persona. So, like, there's yes. there's a little bit of, and I just wonder if I wonder if Baker Mayfield and Johnny Manziel, as they kind of sit here and are you know Baker Mayfield trying to redefine himself against that stereotype, and Johnny Manziel trying to get his way back into into the NFL. I wonder if they see those similarities that so many of us are, or if it's like, why, why does anyone think this? Like, why does anyone have this perception of us? I would assume that there has to be a little bit of Baker Mayfield who looks at Johnny Manziel and sees much like we were talking about kind of the choose your own adventure where it's like, dude, that could be me. Like that very well could be me. I just have, I just have to make better decisions. Yeah, well, not going to Vegas and being drunk and laying on a swan and like not doing all those things, which he hasn't done thus far, as far as we know. You know, Baker's been buttoned up. As a matter of fact, I believe, and I didn't even love this out of her, but like the girlfriend, fiance, I don't know what she is to. I don't know what the relationship is there. Um, had said he's in the playbook. He's studying. And I remember saying like, ah, let's do get the wives, get the girlfriends out of your career. What the hell are you doing? But at the end of the day, he was studying the playbook, and you can tell because he had a command of that offense a little bit. It's amazing. And again, this is why I kind of want to shake my head at Hugh and the staff. And I know they ended up putting him in because of an injury to Tyra Taylor. But, like, you knew you were going to play this kid. So what was he not getting first-team reps for? Like, you knew he was going to play. You knew. I told you before the season it was going to be week six. Now, I didn't know it was going to be due to injury to Tyra Taylor. But, look, Tyra Taylor cleared concussion protocol. He's practicing. If they wanted him in the lineup, he could be in the lineup. Now, they realize they're playing Baker Mayfield. So you knew you were going to do it. Why weren't you giving this kid first team reps? Yeah, I mean you can't go back on it at this point. Nor, you can't. nor, nor, nor. I don't. I don't think you would want to. The I mean, fans even would if, revolt. Even if you had the opportunity to do so, you've made this commitment, and more than anything, this commitment is going to take patience at this point. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's going to be that point, and I, I said it yesterday when we were talking about the upcoming schedule for the Browns. Is that like, or Baker Mayfield is going to struggle, dude? I mean, for as, sure. as, as, as he gets into this toughest part of the schedule here, where you're playing elite defenses in the NFL. Dude, he is going to struggle. I, I wonder how much he would have to crap the bed before they thought, like, all right, maybe we should get Taylor back in there. And I would, I would hope that's not going to be a thought for anyone. Uh, if you have to bench him now, it's bad. Because I think it, I, I now I think you just ride with the kid and you just take whatever comes with him. Let him take his lumps. Because you did it. Now you threw him in the fire. Now it was one thing to put him in when Tyrod Taylor was injured and this and that, but to not go back to to Tyrod now to make Baker the starter now. If you have to bench him now, it's over. First of all, that's the truth. If you have to bench him before the end of the season now, then you blew the pick. I don't think you had I don't think you're going to have to do it. I he's got a little magic. I don't know how good he's going to be, but he is going to struggle next week against Baltimore, I believe. I I I see that. I mean, Baltimore is 
a for real team. He's played six quarters, man. I mean, right. at the end of the day, like the kid is still as green as you could possibly be, and like that's the thing with you know, ah, there's four turnovers, and how much of this is on him? You have to know that those things are going to happen. There's also 42 points, and how much of that's on him? So I, I don't know what the what the way out of all that is, but their patience is going to be the key word as as we continue to watch this season. They were a lot of people jumping up and down on him yesterday in the national media about the four turnovers, and I got to be honest with you, I felt like they were. Hard Harper nodded a little too hard. You know, that pick six early, not his fault. Hit the guy in the hands, hitting him in the numbers. There's a rule in football. If it hits you, catch it. The strip sack, I mean, again, I'm, that's offensive line stuff. Like, protect the kid and don't let him back there, and then that doesn't happen. I'm not sure all four of those turnovers were him. He's also a rookie. Peyton Manning threw a million picks his first year. So I'm not going to go overboard on Baker Mayfield turning the ball over. I'm not. I'm not because it's rookie growing pain stuff. You're going to have it. And again, I didn't think the Browns were going to be any good this year anyway. I'm looking at next year as the season. And I think, honestly, that if they get this thing turned around, they can win eight games next year. Maybe more. Watching that game on Sunday, there are dudes everywhere on that roster. I'll say that. Dorsey kind of flipped that whole thing around pretty quick. I mean, there are players everywhere on that roster. So I think they can be pretty good next year. But I don't understand this move out of ESPN. You wanted to highlight the fact that Baker Mayfield's not Johnny Manziel 2.0? Then highlight Baker Mayfield. I would say Baker Mayfield also probably has a little bit of responsibility there where it's like, dude, you've got to keep ringing this bell. Now, you've done it so far, but it's like, dude, you have to continue to keep this... Keep that as far away from you as humanly possible this season. So, so, so next year when you come out and it's a new year, it's yeah. like this: these comparisons won't even be made. That's absolutely true. He has to continue to ball to quiet those stories down. That is 100% fair. We will pass out Shine Down tickets. We'll do that next. But first, let's get you hooked up with this $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword CASH to 2 Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We have uh, Shinedown tickets for you now. We'll pass those out here momentarily. They're playing with Papa Roach. That show at the Cavelli Center, Youngstown, March the 5th, I believe, is when it is. Tickets go until uh, a couple of days from now. We'll get choked up. There's another one of these things floating around the internet. If you have this, or you do this, or if you're one of these people, you're really, really smart. And these things will never not get shared, ever. I said this about the Big Bang Theory when that show premiered. You convince the average American that they're smarter than they are by letting them in on a joke about a show that's supposed to be smart, it'll go, it'll be gangbusters because people want to be smart. Yeah, especially when it's easily digestible. I mean, like, yes. people people know that, like, well, if I listen to classic music, then all of a sudden people are going to think I'm smart. But, like, that takes actual, like, digestion. If it's just like, oh, here's a half an hour sitcom and now you're smart. Okay, I can do that. Absolutely. This is like selling guys, like, the, the theory that's like, take this and your D gets bigger. Women, take yeah. this and your waist gets smaller. It's the same thing. It's the same exact thing. And that there's a reason why these articles get get written. Because they get the clicks, and then Facebook gets what it wants, which is shares and people not jumping off of Facebook. Everybody involved in it gets what they want, and really what's happening is you're getting duped, right? That's what's happening. You're getting duped, and then ultimately hacked, I would imagine. But if you do this, you're really smart. And apparently, if you're forgetful, it's a sign of high intelligence. Now, do I buy into the theory that if you're 
above average intelligence. They got a lot of stuff going on in your brain. So, like, where did I put my car keys? Maybe. I could see it, right? I could see it. I'm a little forgetful. And I don't, I'm not going to call myself highly intelligent, but I've talked to a lot of you on Facebook. I believe I'm above average intelligence. I, uh, I believe I'm above average in this department, but I'm not highly intelligent. But I, be, me being forgetful, I don't think has anything to do with it. Um, I think that if you're looking at like the true outliers of intelligence, like the people who are so consumed with, you know, creating something or so consumed with, you know, revolutionizing something that they are going to be, you know, like the forgetful inventor where it's like you're coming up with all this brilliant stuff. But like you said, you can't you don't know where your car keys are. That's fine. But and, and I guess there's room for that. But if you're living your day to day life, just like an average Joe Schmo walking down the street and you think, well, boy, I forgot my car keys. It's like, why did you forget them? Because you were so obsessed with making the newest version of micro soft or you were are you are are, are just an idiot who doesn't remember where they put things slept late and are now running around the house looking for them there's there's a real difference there major difference in there and that's exactly why this like i said this is why these articles work is because they convince stupid people that they're smart and they'll you'll never lose money like that ever they say it's important that the brain does forget minor details and instead then focuses on the stuff that's going to help make decisions in the real world yeah, I mean, sure. minor details. The brain forgets a lot. In like, I've read something where it's like people, you know, people have estimated that like up to twenty percent of memories that we have aren't necessarily what really happened. It's just your brain filling in the blanks of what you forgot with what would make sense there, where it's like, okay, well, I don't remember exactly what happened here, but usually something like this happened, so I can kind of deduct that like this is what it is. Um, but y- 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 you can't, you can't, I guess, just make this assumption of like, well, it's it- it's a sign of high intelligence when it's like, well, dude, if if you were really that smart, you would remember where your phone is. Like, you would. You probably also wouldn't read this article. Let me tell you what's what I know to be true. Smart people aren't self-conscious about whether or not they're smart. Smart people don't necessarily don't need to be reinforced by an internet article that they're smart. Smart people know they're smart. And I don't That's know. That's the part about being smart. You get to know stuff. I, I, I think when people talk about smart people, you act like, and this is a lot of stuff with any talent, that it's just like, well, it's something you were born with, and therefore that's what you are. You are a uh, smart person. Tr- now, there's there's going to be like an inherited amount of like, okay, well, you have the ability to do this. Yeah, but, but you can work any skill to get better. Right. At it. I was going to say, a vast majority of everything is the grind that you put into it. I mean, like, and it doesn't matter whether you're talking about athletics or intelligence or whatever it is. Nobody's just inherently anything. Nobody just comes out of the womb like, dude, I can paint this picture better than anyone on the face of the planet, dude. They can do that because they put the work in, the hours in, the time that it took in to make themselves intelligent, athletic, whatever it is we're talking about. You may have been born with with a better baseline than somebody else, but you're right that, that, that if you got smarter throughout life, it's, it's, and it's, it's because you worked at it. Now, there's a couple of different variables in this because are we talking smart versus educated? Because that can be very different. Those can be very different things. I know people who haven't graduated high school who are really, really smart. And I know people who were educated properly who don't know a damn thing. It's, it's very, because it, this goes down to, you know, are you book smart, street smart? What's more important? Now, I feel like a mixture of those two things is what's important. But again, if you were smart, like legitimately really smart, you don't feel like you need to be then reinforced by an internet article from a place called Indie 100. That you know you're smart 
Because you can look around at the average bear and go, no, not quite up to my speed, not quite up to my speed, not quite up to my... You can do it. You would know. You're not going to need an internet article to sell you on the fact that you're intelligent. That should have been your first clue right there. That if you get sucked into that, that's your first clue right there that they're not talking about you. Shine Down's playing with Papa Roach, Cabelli Center, and Youngstown. Let's get you hooked up before you can even buy these tickets. We'll take caller 20 right now. 1-800-243-7625 and continue with the Sandsbury Show next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys. Phantom from The Stansberry Show here. The Rollholt Vision Institute is what I want to tell you about. That's where I had my LASIK surgery done. And I see 2020 now, baby. I never thought it was going to be possible, dude. I thought I would always have to worry about where my glasses were. Did I have enough contacts? Am I running out of solution? All that stuff. Dude, that's ancient history to me now. And if you want to be living the same lifestyle, dude, all you got to do is visit the website. They've got financing options available to you. They let you take a self-evaluation test. I want you to visit the site. It is RollHoltVision.com. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Still have a pair of tickets for the Ghoul Brothers. Pass that out. Also another $1,000 up for grabs 9 o'clock. That does not stop when the show is over. We continue that until 9 p.m. this evening on Rock 106.9. Plenty of opportunities for you to, I would say earn, but not really. Text your way into some money. Be pretty good. So scientists are now calling for no selfie zones. You know, like once a day, I'll read a story about somebody was trying to take a selfie and they fell off an edge or, you know, like, I don't know, like an animal, like ate them in like, you know, one of the state parks or something. And I'm a little heartless in this regard. I feel like this is natural selection. If you die trying to take a selfie, I feel like it's kind of on you. I do. The much like when those hunters like got ate by that bear. And I said, do you want to go up to the woods? You want to shoot a bear? Do it. I'm all fine with it. Get your Cameron Haynes on, bro. I don't care. But if you go up there and then that bear mauls you to death, that's par for the course, man. That's just how I view it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, there's a responsibility to keep yourself alive, and the, nobody cares more about keeping you alive than you. So, like, when you're making decisions, you got to think, like, is this dangerous? Is this not dangerous? And people obviously are not making that uh, that, that, that that call the right way. Not at all. And I would have thought the math on this would have been higher than it is. But between the year 2011 and 2017, I'm going to say the word only here, and it's a lot, but I would have guessed way more, that 259 people have been accidentally killed in all kinds of different ways while trying to take a selfie all over the world. Let that set in. That 259 people across the world have died this way. Over six years. Yeah. I don't feel, now again, I don't, do I want to lose 260 people? No. That, of course, would be heartless. But if 260 people fell in a plane crash tonight, that's a different thing versus like over six years, 260 people were dumb enough to to, to get trampled by like an elephant. Yeah, I can't believe that number's only. I mean, you would just assume worldwide. I mean, there's seven billion plus people on the face of the planet. You would just think that uh, this would this number would be considerably higher. Overwhelmingly, this happens to men more than women. Three quarters of the victims, 153 of them. Had been male. Now, this is, you can approach this from two sides. A, I would have thought the number would have been higher for women just because they take more selfies. I would assume that. I don't know that to be true. I'm just assuming it. Right? I could, I could, as a matter of fact, I could be way wrong on that. Right? 
But I could see men dying while trying to take a selfie because men are probably bigger risk takers and more like, you know what, I, I, I'll i be all right. I'm a guy. I'm tough. I'll be fine. And where women may be a little bit more protective of themselves. Yeah, I understand why it seems like, well, you know, women are going to be more likely to take selfies. Younger people are probably going to be more likely to take selfies. But I don't know if that would necessarily stack up if we really had the numbers in front of us. And just that like, no, a lot of guys take selfies. Right. And, and, and the, the, the stereotype of like who's addicted to their phones and who's addicted to social media. I just don't think they are what they once were. And like over, over that six years, I'm sure as, as we moved on, more and more men, more and more older people became a part of this. I yeah, I would agree with that. Is that and then I do I think we're all addicted to our phones. I don't think you can make it a teenage problem. I don't think you can make it like a you know young millennial problem. I, I don't think you can do that. I think it's everybody. I myself am addicted to my phone. Eight people had been killed by animals while taking selfies, and another 16 had been electrocuted. Jeez. Um, I guess the animals thing, I would expect it to be more just because I feel like you hear those stories a lot. But this, like anything else, is of course you're going to hear the most, uh, what do I want to say, like the sexiest stories. Like you're going to hear the most like, oh my gosh, salacious details. Like, can you believe this? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, maybe it just, you know, it's once again the the media kind of like, hey, this happened. Can you believe this? And you make the assumption, well, it's happening all the time. It's happening everywhere. Exactly right. Guess which country accounted for the most deaths via selfie, and it was around half of them. It's a big, it's got to be, I would assume it has to be a big country, so uh, just populations alone, I'm either going to go with India or China. India was right. India was, okay. India was right. I would have guessed United States here because of my egotistical American thing. We're the only country that matters, and I also feel like this is a America thing. And it's not, though. No, no. I wouldn't have gone to pure mass numbers, though. That was a good way to approach that. Yeah, I mean, dude, you're talking about, you know, America's got, I don't know, 350 million people, which is a lot of people, probably too many for this country. But we're talking about a billion plus in both of those countries. So I'm not necessarily surprised to find out that that's where, you know, the deaths happen. Yeah, I wouldn't have gone to mass numbers. I would have went to people I felt like were more dumbass to do this and to me like that's that's the american way cowboys and idiots i'm just 100 percent sure that like there's probably some radio morning show in pakistan or whatever right now where they're saying the exact same thing of like look at these idiots you know we're afraid of cows right 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 so it's just those numbers are always going to you got to keep like per 100,000 people in, in in mind here and maybe that's where america would really have its opportunity to shine behind india would be russia the united states and then pakistan I mean, jeez, I, I, uh, I guess I just, I didn't even think about it. What are you taking a selfie of in Pakistan? I mean, but that just goes hey, to... Hey, look, sh- Ma, sand. We, uh, we, we all have this idea of like, well, this is our problem or this is whatever, but this goes back to it, dude. Problems aren't unique. And like, at the end of the day, regardless what country you live in, this media, this social media, this digital revolution has affected you. And I, I yeah, I, 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 like I said, I just think probably 100,000 per capita, we might be able to come up that list. Yeah, you're depending on how you calculate the math, I, I do agree with that assessment. Now, there were the top three ways people died by taking selfies. Would, venture a guess on the top three ways. I would have thought animals would have been considerably higher. I Me really too. would have. Um, but because I, would, I want to be in a picture with that thing. I would have to assume that that like either train accidents or bus accidents or car accidents has to be really high on it, right? So the most common ways people die taking a selfie. Number one, drowning. Okay. 
that's to me seems weird. Well, you're on vacation or you're in like even not on vacation, Probably but you're drunk. You're in like a recreation mode of like, hey, we're out on the boat or hey, we're, you know, swimming or at the water park or whatever. You get into that mindset of can't happen to me, dude. I'm having a good time today. What do you what do you mean I'm gonna die today? I'm not gonna die today, dude. We're over here barbecuing. So, like, I guess maybe that's why where where the drowning comes in. Behind drowning was being hit by traffic, so you had a good yeah. guess there, or falling. Now that one I get because again, I was in Mount Zion, Utah. Right. And it, it's all cliffs and canyons. It's all that kind of stuff. And you lean up against a railing, you try to take a photo. Next uh, thing you know, I was also in Patrick's Point in Northern California once, and my, my niece and I were trying to do that right. there. And there was a railing there, and sure enough, we almost <laughs> fell off the cliff. So I could see the falling, but the drowning. I guess maybe if you're, like, I fall backward, but then that I would fall that I would throw that into falling, and because that's what led to the drowning there. But 259 people over six years across the world for selfies. I don't think you need a selfie zone or a no selfie zone. Then it, it, I'm sorry, I know it sounds heartless to say only 260, but over a six year period, I just don't think that that is that many. We're going to start new Turd Tuesday for you with new Little Wayne, new Kane Brown, new Papa Roach, all part of that. And we'll also get you hooked up with a thousand dollars next on the Stansberry Show. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. I was like, oh my God, how many more times are you going to do this? You can mute them or you can unfollow them. Yeah. But I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm getting into a lot of stuff there at that point. I don't know. You know what I mean? It just seems weird. There should be a, you know, a, just a general, you know, turn that off. There may be, and maybe I'm just yeah, too know. old to understand Twitter well enough to figure that out. So if somebody knows, I guess uh, let me know. Let's start New Turd Tuesday here. And uh, I love this guy. Um, he's taken a, a beating throughout his career because, you know, people, you know, complain. He was like one of the first guys who started rapping that you couldn't really understand all that well. Uh, and this, that he uh, took a beating when he tried to play the guitar on one of his albums. And that did kind of come off a little weird. Um, but I like Lil Wayne. I like Wheezy. Always have from some from way early on when, you know, from like the block is hot. Lil Wayne, like I like like going that far back. Like I like Wheezy. Always have. And uh, he's got a new album out called The Carter Five. Listened to it yesterday a little bit. Uh, most of it, actually. And we came across this one, and I kind of dug it. It's called Uproar. Y'all know his name? Hey, yo, Mac, Ladies and gentlemen. Drop. What the f though? Where the love go? Five, four, three, two, I let one go. Wow, get the f though. I don't bluff, bro. Aiming at your head like a buffalo. You a roughneck. I'm a cutthroat. You a tough guy. That's enough jokes. Then the sun died. The night is young, though. The diamond still shines. In a rough hole. What the f though? Where the love go? Five, four, three, two, where the ones go? It's a show. Put your front row. Talking Bro, let your tongue show Mighty over bitches and above That is still my favorite love quote Put the gun aside, what the f*** for? I sleep with the gun, and she don't snow What the f*** yo, where the love go? Trade the ski mask for the muzzle It's a bloodbath, where the suns go? It's a Swiss beat, that the drums go If she's iffy, that the drugs go If she's simply, double cup toast I got a duffel, full of hundos That the love go what the f 
though. Where the love go? Five, four, three, two, I let one go. Wow, get the f though. I don't bluff, bro. Good gym time. Aiming at your head like a buffalo. What the f though? Where the love go? Five, four, three, two, I let one go. Wow, get the f though. I don't bluff, bro. Aiming at your head like a buffalo. Get the f though. I don't bluff, bro. I come out the scuffle without a scuffle. Puff, puff, bro. I don't huff, though. Yellow diamonds up close, catch a sunstroke at your front door with a gun store. Knock, knock, who's there's how it won't go. Just a jungle, so have the utmost for the nutsoles. And we nutso with the bro. Swim from, bro. We grow up fast, we roll up slow. We throw up gang signs, she throw up dope. Drain life, ain't time like you don't know. Put the green in the bag like a lawnmower. Hair trigger, pull back like a con roll. Extra clip in a stash like a console. Listening to Bono, you listen to Dino. What the f, bro? What I love, go. Swizzy, he the chef. I like my lunch gross. Just look up, bro. Now the scuds go. I see the shovel. But when did Gross? I don't know what he said. What did he say? He's, he said something, and then he goes, I like my lunch gross. And I was like, well, that's just weird. I think you're just saying stuff just to say stuff now. But I love go. Swizzy, he the chef. I like my lunch gross. Damn. Just look up, bro. Now the scuds go. I see the shovel. But where did Bob go? Hmm. To the unknown. Only way he coming back is through his own bones. If you see what's in my back, think I'm a drug lord. It's empty when I give it back. Now where's the so, up, bro? What the f***? Though. Where the love go? Five, four, three, two, I let one go. Wow, get the f though. It's repetitive, I don't but welcome to rap music. Or country music or what the rock music. Though. Where the love go? Five, four, three, two, I let one go. Wow, get the f though. I don't bluff, bro. Aiming at your head like a buffalo. I see that making its uh, debut in like an athlete's Instagram story. Sure. Like I can see Antonio sure. Brown, like you know, lifting or like one of those kind of things. That's new, Little Wayne. The song is "Uproar Off the Carter Five, which I believe is out. I believe you can stream the entire thing on iHeartRadio as I did yesterday. Fantone, give me your vote. Eh, it's mm. half a turn. I really, really like Little Wayne. I feel like he was unfairly kind of like uh, bastardized, much like Limp Bizkit or Nickelback was, where it was Fair. like, "Oh, we hate you because." You're selling a million records and you're on every single song and everyone loves you. So obviously I hate you. Um, when he talked about his lunch being gross, what he was saying there is uh, Swiss is the chef. That's the, the producer. And what he was saying is that like the beat's nasty. Okay. You know what All I'm right, saying? Like so that. he's the chef and he's giving me something gross. Like it's it's a sick beat, I guess, is kind of what you're trying, okay. to, what you're trying to get at there. Um, but as far as that song goes, it, it was good. And I like Lil Wayne and it's stupid for people to be like, oh, I can't understand what he's, what he's saying. So you like Pearl Jam, but you don't like Lil Wayne. Okay, okay. Um, But that just, it was good, but it wasn't a hit, so I got to call it a halfer. Swiss Beats is still out there doing things? Doing his thing. That guy was dropping mixtapes in like the mid-90s. Doing his thing. So so is Lil Wayne, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not, you know, both old. Dude, I was going to say, Lil Wayne's an old man now, as far as like that rap game goes. You and I pretty much have the same taking on this. I like it. It'll be on my gym playlist for sure, but it's not a hit record, so I'm going to vote half a turn. (laughs) It's half a turn. Kane Brown for you, short skirt weather that he's releasing in October for some reason. We'll play you that. That's next after you get hooked up with this $1,000 right now. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock Time. We have Ghoul Brothers tickets. We'll pass those out here momentarily. In the middle of New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. They already played you the new Little Wayne Uproar off the Carter 5. I listened to that album a little bit yesterday. If you're a Wheezy fan, you're going to find enough stuff on there you like. Um, 
And now, if you're not, then you know. I mean, you'll, you'll find enough stuff on there that's going to make you really annoyed with Little Wayne. But I mean, welcome to music. Yeah, don't listen to the album then. If you're not a fan, <laughs> yeah. like, probably probably not a, not a good listen. But yeah, if you like Wheezy, there's enough stuff on it. You'd be like, all right, yeah, I can get down with that. We have new Kane Brown. This kid's like burning up the country scene for like the last year. I'm not a real big fan, but he's uh, he's becoming like the new hot thing right now. And uh, his new song is Short Skirt Weather. Oh, my baby's made for short skirt weather. Yes, she make me wear summer. We'll just go on forever from them yellow polka dots, from blue jeans to leather. Oh, my baby's made for short skirt weather. A little more twangy than he normally is, right? Yeah, because the song, I forget the name of it, but the song I came to him for could have been, honestly, it, it could have been on My 1017. I mean, it was very much a pop record versus like a country record, which a lot of these guys do now. Come on now. Oh, jeez. We'll be walking down the boardwalk, watching them jaws drop, but ain't nobody looking at me. They're all too busy staring at what she ain't wearing. Can you blame her? It's a hundred degrees. Yeah, all them girls are jealous because they know why the fellas are watching her put on a show. Every time they see her, they all just want to be her, making country boys' hearts explode. Oh, my baby's made for short skirt weather. Yes, yeah, she make me wear summer. We'll just go on me out Kane Brown does because he's one of these guys who kind of looks like half between a man and half between a woman you ever see women sometimes who look like oh geez one more turn a little bit you could have maybe been a man Gianna Michaels is a porn star looks kind of like manly right like uh and Kane Brown looks to me like Jamie Presley remember from like my name is Earl yeah like dude he like he wears his hat backwards sometimes and I'm like oh my god dude like I mean honestly those two could like they could be brother and sister and it's just very weird to me It's not the worst. Such a departure from what I thought it would be. Me too. I agree. Oh my baby's made for sure skirt weather. Yeah, she make me wear summer. We'll just go on forever from the yellow polka dots, blue jeans and leather. Oh my baby's made for sure skirt weather. Oh my baby's made for sure skirt weather. Yeah, she make me wear summer. This is the wrong time of year to do this. Release this like late March, early April, getting right into the summer. That way, by May, June, you got a hit on your hands. Yellow polka dots, blue 
something there and certainly musically there was a lot there i mean whether it was the steel guitar the piano getting played or whatever it was there was a lot going on i thought was cool i think that it was kind of wasted on a very throwaway song and like i get that this song has its place in country radio short skirt weather is 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 perfectly in bounds of what they're doing there it just didn't match the feel of the song so like i it it felt like a like a non-fit to me across the board i'll tell you what it made me think of was achy breaky heart Okay, and it's very yeah. funny because it because when you think about that, that was achy breaky heart was this isn't country music. Right. Look what they're doing right. to country music, right? And it was like that it sounded very reminiscent to me to achy yeah. breaky heart, but I didn't like it at all. I'm gonna vote turd on that. It's a turd. Yeah, I didn't care for that one. Papa Roach is coming into Youngstown. They're coming with Shine Down, and we have their new song, new Papa Roach for you. Who do you trust? That's next on the Sansbury Show. Hopey boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, it is Fantone from the Stansberry Show here telling you about the LASIK surgery I had done at the Roholt Vision Institute. Now, if you're somebody who's thought about LASIK surgery in the past, there are so many questions you have, dude. And I have the exact same questions. Is it safe? How much is it going to cost? What is my vision going to be like? In the Roholt Vision Institute, they understand you're going to have questions, comments, and concerns. I mean, LASIK is a surgery. And the first step to finding out if it's the right surgery for you is to visit their website where they make everything crystal clear, both literally and figuratively, that website, RollHoltVision.com. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, nearing the end of New Tour Tuesday. Already played you the new Lil Wayne, Uproar. We're both kind of similar on that one. New Kane Brown. Fantone actually voted half a turd. I voted turd on that one. Short skirt weather. I didn't really care for it. And now we have new Papa Roach, who's going to be playing with Shinedown. That show is March 5th, Cavelli Center, Youngstown. We have tickets all week for you on those. Um, Asking Alexandria, also part of that bill. That's going to be a good show. Good show. That, that's Yeah, that's three good bands in a row right there. I'll probably head out to Youngstown for that one. That's actually a pretty good lineup there. This is new Papa Roach with Who Do You Trust? Papa Roach has an issue with the fact that they came out, what, mid-90s, late-90s? They've been out forever. They have enough songs for, like, a smash greatest hits record, and they're opening up for Shinedown. Yeah, I mean, how could you not? At the end of the day, like, of course, you probably feel a little bit slighted by all of this. Because does Shinedown have a song as big as Last Resort? 
No, probably when you look at individual hits, no, that's the greatest, that's the best hit you're going to hit out of here out of that entire show. Um, but if you're looking at relevance over the past 10 years... Yes, yeah, so then Shinedown obviously overtakes them there. But it, that's going to be an interesting thing. And if you're Jacoby, I bet you kind of have to hate that a little sure. bit, right? I would Tell think. me who you trust! Everywhere I go, I see people passing by. They keep staring back at me like some freaking paradise. Are you people savage? Pull the knife out from my back in the company of rich. I'll take royalty of a royalty! Who do you trust? Tell me who do you trust? I see him coming at us, but when the Molotov drops, tell me who do you trust? Who do you trust? Tell me who do you trust? I see him coming at us, but when the Molotov drops, tell me who do you trust? Yeah, that's New Papa Roach. It's called Who Do You Trust? And again, they're coming with Shinedown March 5th is when that show will be at the Cavelli Center. Tickets go on sale a few days from now. We'll be passing them out all week. Fans, don't give me the vote. <laughs> it's half a turn. There's cool parts of that song, and I think his voice has evolved or changed, or maybe it's one of those things where it's like, man, I could scream so much when I was young, and now I kind of had to learn how to sing, sure. which I think is cool, and I think that Papa Roach kind of needed, um, but it just didn't do anything for me. It didn't suck, but it was just it just felt very lukewarm, so I'm going to call it a halfer. See, I don't think it's a hit, and I don't think it will be a hit, but I actually really liked it, so I'm going to vote not a turd on that. Not a turd! Yay. The more I think about it. Now, I know Shinedown more relevant now. Yeah. For sure they are. There's yeah. no denying it. But does Shinedown even have a hit as big as Scars was? Second Chance, right? I mean, that's 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 the biggest Shinedown song, and it was a crossover, so I'm going to assume. Massive but. crossover. You're right there. 
And I still don't think it was as big as Last Resort, and Scars is going to be close, and most of other Shinedown stuff probably didn't even reach the level that Getting Away with Murder did. So if you're Jacoby and Papa Roach, you got to be opening up that show going, what the hell, dude, Like this is reverse, this is crazy. But again, if, but see, this is the thing about music. If Papa Roach has a hit off this record, they're right back to being a headlining band. Because you do have the catalog. So you have, you, you have the catalog. You just need a hit. It's like, it's like soda. This is why advertising works right here. People know Coca-Cola. You know it's good. We just have to remind you every day to drink it. Like, you, you know, you've had it before. You know Coke is good. That's why advertising works. It just keeps it top of mind for you. And again, that's what having another hit record would do is keep you top of mind. That's actually going to be a really good show. Asking Ale- asking Alexandria blew the good. roof off yeah, of the good. Agora when I worked that show. I mean, they tore the Agora down when they played it. And Papa Roach has always been really, really good live. And Shinedown, I've seen a handful of times, played my birthday party once, actually. They were great. I actually really, really like those guys. So I'm actually looking forward to that show. We'll pass out those tickets all day, or I'm sorry, all week this week, and we have opportunities at $1,000 for you. That will continue shortly after 10 a.m. We're done, though. Talk to you again tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great day. See you. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9.